Welcome back. I'm your host, Vanessa, and this is Best Week Ever. Today, we are going to talk about the Golden Globe nominations, Army Hammer, more news on Marilyn Manson. We'll also jump into more of what I'm watching on TV and recommendations. And stick around for my new segment, Worst Week Ever, where I talk about who's having the worst week. And guys, this week, I gotta say, it's pretty bad. Golden Globe nominations. Let's talk about it. So I'm not really going to go into too detail of who was nominated for each category. Um, I just want to go over some categories that I think are mostly important in the Golden Globes and what we mostly pay attention to, like Best Actor in a Motion Picture or Best Supporting Actress in um, a TV musical or comedy, per se. Um, So let's jump into Best TV Actress in Musical or Comedy. Lily Collins, Emily in Paris, Kaylee Cuco, Flight Attendant, Elle Fanon, The Great, Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. Now, after naming all of these actresses' names for Best TV Actress in Musical Comedy, not only is there not a person of color, woman of color in this category, we also have Lily Collins for Emily in Paris. If I were her, I would be so embarrassed to even show up to this award. We can't really even blame her for being chosen for this lack of of poor choice nomination if anything the writers being nominated for that show is the biggest disrespect in my opinion for this industry where we had i may destroy you one of the best shows in 2020 writing it was real it was raw it's what we wanted to see on television And same for Insecure going on for its fourth season. It was beautiful. The cinematography itself is what grabbed me the most on the last season of Insecure. Besides, of course, the relationships um, in the show. But it just really comes, like it shows, comes to show (laughs) that... TV is racist. (laughs) The people who vote for what needs to be nominated, it's, it's, it is, it's, you're calling it as it is. I think what really gets me mad too is that Emily in Paris also got nominated for Best TV Series along with that nomination, The Flight Attendant, Schitt's Creek, The Great, and Ted Lasso. Out of all those um, um, shows, I really hope that Schitt's Creek wins. I haven't seen the last season, six, please don't hate on me, 
but I've really been just like holding off on watching it because I really don't want to see the ending. It's such a great show. I keep watching, re-watching season one through five, but the last season I just, I'm not ready for it yet, but I will eventually have to sit down and watch it. That being said, um, yeah, Shit's Creek should win. Emily in Paris, go fuck yourself. I mean, can you imagine being a writer for a show that's meant to be a fluke? Some hallmark, lifetime-y kind of feeling movie for Netflix and it gets nominated? I think that there was a writer that tweeted saying how disappointed she was being nominated and that she wishes that she would be able to have Michaela Cole nominated instead of herself of creating I May Destroy You. Which leads me to believe, okay, so if you win, are you going to hand over your award to her? Is that what you're going to do? Because I would like to see that. I would really like to see you, if you happen to win, stand up, get that award, and say, you know what, I really don't deserve this. It belongs to somebody else because we know, you know, we all know. It doesn't, it, it's not deserving. As for the other shows that were nominated, like Ted Lasso, I haven't seen it. It's on Apple TV. I don't know if you're like me. I'm already paying for Netflix, for Hulu, for my freaking Spotify. Like, I don't, I don't even don't hate on me, have an iPhone. I use Android, Google Pixel, guys. And I haven't really used anything Apple products, so going to the Apple iTunes store, just, it's not there for me. So Ted Lasso, I do have to check it out. I've been told that it is really funny, and it's a shame that it is on Apple Plus, because if it wasn't on Apple Plus, and say on Netflix or Prime, Amazon Prime, it would have gotten more attention and maybe people would be like, oh, okay. Because I honestly think some folks are just, are like, Ted Lasso, what show is that? I mean, I'm saying that with The Great. I have to check out The Great and I'm not going to speak about it because I haven't seen it. And I highly believe that if I haven't seen it, I should not be criticizing or judging about it. So I'm just going to leave it like that. Moving away from movies... I see that one of my favorite show, uh, movies that I was speaking about on our last episode, Minari, got nominated for foreign film, even though it is produced and made in America. The film is subtitled because it is in a Korean language. Um, but <laughs> all in all, the movie is in English too. And just this whole debacle that it's a foreign film when really it should be best part of the best motion pictures it's it's a touchy subject i guess to talk about but it also leads me to believe that they didn't even care to see the movie to categorize it for best motion picture it's like they saw the trailer saw that it is predominantly in korean language thinking oh it's a foreign film, go ahead and throw it in the foreign film um, section. And yeah, that's, in my opinion, that's just how I feel this movie is being treated. 
So I know I threw some horrible cons about the Golden Globes, but there is a bit of a light about the Golden Globes nominations like Regina King for Best Director. And the fact that there isn't a lot of women in that field and she got nominated, I am so happy for her. Also, Riz Ahmed got Best Actor in Motion Picture for Sound of Metal. You guys, if you haven't seen Sound of Metal, please watch it on Amazon Prime. It is not the movie you thought you would think it is. Um, I really thought it was just going to be very rock and roll, but it is touching and riveting on Riz Ahmed's character, um, who he plays. You are going along with this emotion ride you just have to see it um please check out Rizamed um for Sound of Metal I'm sorry that I probably won't be speaking about other Golden Globe nominations I know I'm probably just being sexist and just talking about the women but hey that's what I want to talk about I want to talk about the women who got nominated and also um people who are not white who got nominated uh like the TV Golden Globe nominations for Best Actor, Musical, or Comedy, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, Nick Nicholas Holt for The Great. Again, I gotta check that show out. Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek. That's who I'm putting my bet on. Uh, Jason Sudeikis on Ted Lasso and Rami on Rami. If you haven't seen Rami on Hulu, please check it out. My sister told me to watch it, which kind of surprised me because um, I, I didn't know my sister would be interested in a show like that. But it is based in close to our hometown in New Jersey. It's in Jersey City. So it is very similar to back home. And that's one of the main reasons why I love it so much because I do see home when I see that show and the diversity is it's it's to a T per image perfect <laughs> of how living in Jersey City New Jersey is but yeah I really hope Rami or Eugene Levy take that award um, I can't really say anything about the other nominations because I haven't seen Black Monday, although I do love Don Cheadle. He's an amazing actor. Uh, the Great, like I said, I have to watch it. And Ted Lasso, even though I do love Jason Sudeikis, God, do I love that man. <sighs> I mean, he's off the market, ladies. He's off the market. <laughs> That's it right now for the Golden Globe nominations. In a bit, I will be talking about Army Hammer. <sighs> Guys, I thought, well, we'll get into it in just a sec. Update on Marilyn Manson. Phoebe Bridgers came out on Twitter saying that she once took a tour with Marilyn Manson and he showed her a rape room. Wasn't sure if it was just a fraternity joke, but she did say that she was no longer a fan. More and more evidence is coming out of Marilyn Manson and his abuse with um, past relationships with women. Um, there's also some concert footage from fans that have been leaking out of him reading existing letters and reciting 
um, how he would wish to burn one of his ex-girlfriends. He doesn't really say which one. Um, also, cops have entered his house for a welfare check because apparently he has been MIA. Well, obviously. Um, no sympathy there. But his label did drop him, so it's very interesting to see what is going to happen next with Marilyn Manson. He did come out and say that some um, of the information that was leaked about him probably got taken out of character, I think he said. I don't want to quote on that. But yes, more to come, I'm sure, of this horrible man. I just found out that he's 52 as well. Like, ugh. Gross. Now, Army Hammer. I know there's been some rumors with Army Hammer since um, one of the girls that he recently was on a rebound with since he has been freshly divorced this year. Well, last year. Um... He is now dropped by his agent and publicist, which is huge waves in, I want to say in their industry, not a lot of publicists and agents just drop their um, client, I guess, out of, like, they will stick with them with murder, so I have a feeling Upcoming news of Army Hammer is not going to be great. Um, is he hiding dead bodies? <laughs> also, I did dream that he was my therapist. It was so fucking weird. I dreamt that I was in the office and I found out that my therapist was going to be Army Hammer. And I went straight to my phone trying to like... I think I was texting or tweeting it. I don't know, but that was the last thing because I guess... It was like a trap in my dream. Crazy. Okay, let's end this little section with another horrible man. Morgan Wallen, a country dumbass singer who was canceled from Saturday Night Live. That's the only thing I know about this guy is that he was canceled from Saturday Night Live because he was seen in videos partying without a mask on, just making out with girls there had to be like three or four girls in this one clip alone of him in a party this is even like uh, when was this i want to say october maybe september like more like october that's when saturday night live like starts their season october november you know when we were still on lockdown and people were told to stay home and not go visit their families during the holidays yeah, it was around that time. Well, more news has surfaced about him. We have his neighbors who have videotaped him. Apparently, his neighbors have been sick of this man as well. He's been partying, making noise around the neighborhood at like 3, 2 in the morning. So this video right here shows... On the video, it shows that he is loudly using racial slurs. Drunk or not drunk, read the room, asshole. I do not want anyone forgiving this man. He was forgiven, by the way, from Saturday Night Live. So they gave him another chance, and he started um, 
he came back to perform in January, this past January. Like, Lauren Michaels forgave him, whatever. Um, but using racial slurs, this is a grown-ass man, by the way. He is not, like, 19 or 20. There's no excuse. He's in his late 20s. For him to come out with the whole saying, I'm sorry, with the video of him unmasked in that party, great. Forgiven. Whatever. And now we are going to forgive him for using racial slurs, especially at this time? I don't think so. I really hope that I don't see this guy ever again. The fact that his music is actually rising up, like he's rising up to the top charts ever since this incident happened with his neighbors, shows a lot of how um, racist America is, right? But I'm sure more news about Morgan Wallen will be coming out. I know his sister tweeted something, something. Who cares? I really don't care. <laughs> um, and also how the NCAA is going to teach him a lesson or two about Black history. Oh my God. Why are we doing this? It's February. It's Black History Month. Why does a Black man need to teach him anything? Do your research. You're old. Like... Let's move on. Let's talk about TV. Um, right now, TV, what am I watching? Obviously, I'm watching The Bachelor. I am planning to have an all-episode, Bachelor-related episode um, with a guest. It should be a lot of fun, so I'm saving all the tight gossip that I do want to tell you guys about the whole Bachelor, Matt James, and gotta say it's pretty much of a disappointment but you know it's great tv um i'm also watching some housewives of course gotta watch my housewives uh superstore it's my favorite right now alongside with zoe's extraordinary playlist i'm really glad that jane levy um is nominated for mm -hmm. a golden globe it's pretty awesome and what i'm watching that's not so new guys I'm watching the game. I love it. Reliving the 2000s. Um, also, it was a spinoff from Girlfriends because Tia, who is one of the main characters on the show, is a cousin of Joan in the show Girlfriends. So it's a great little jump off, if I say, from the good old days of UPN. I miss that channel so much. Obviously, I saw the new Euphoria. Um, I'm like wondering if they're going to continue this solo character episodes because I am really loving it. The Hunter background, I it made sense. You know, I went back and watched the first season of Euphoria with the Halloween episode. I'm not going to give spoilers, but I just remember um, thinking like, why is she acting like this? <laughs> towards Zendaya's character like why is, like she kind of just like dissed her in that episode and we were kind of lost as to why she was being like that and this last episode that just came out about Hunter's background it made total sense of where her head was at why she is the way she is towards Rue and um <clears throat> goes into detail as well about her mother I don't want to give any spoilers but it was a great episode euphoria bravo you guys are always killing it 
So I know in our last episode, I ended with the best week ever with all the cute mamas pregnant. So today I'm going to give a best, no, I'm sorry, the worst week ever award to this poor, poor TikTok video of this girl using Gorilla Glue as a hairspray. And it's so hard to watch. It's been stressing me out, guys. I literally have been so worried about this woman. We need to start a GoFundMe. She accidentally bought Gorilla Glue. I don't even know if she got it online or because they're not in the same aisle, okay? Gorilla Glue is not even in the same aisle for hairspray. So for her to spray her hair with Gorilla Glue... And guys, the videos, it's, 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 it's cringing. It stresses me out. She tried to like use shampoo to take it out. Like everything oil, it did, it, it just stayed in the same poor hairstyle. And, uh, I know it's been, okay, this happened, I want to say yesterday. So it's been a day, Gorilla Glue came out. Um, telling her to put alcohol on her hair and hopefully that works. I just hope she's at the hospital now and she's okay. But yeah, that's that's got to be the worst, especially for w- women. Like, you know, we love hair. Like, ha- our hair is everything. And I just hope she gets the help. And if someone out there, please link me to her GoFundMe because I will gladly help and spread the word. This leads us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for checking me out. I mean, this is a pretty huge deal what I'm doing for myself. Guys, I'm doing this for myself and maybe for a little bit of you guys too, but mostly for myself to keep myself sane during this quarantine. Um, Yes, we're still in quarantine, guys. I don't know if you're still partying, doing regular stuff. Like, I don't think this podcast is for you, but welcome. Anyways, okay. Um, If you have any questions or want to give me more scoop of what's going on, please email me at thebestweekeverpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, my name is Van. Thanks for listening and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye!